just thought I'd um, let you know a little bit about how my week had gone. Tuesday, my car was due in for its MOT, which was feeling a bit nervous about. Monday, on my way to work, a deer jumped out. I hit it, but it kind of scampered away, but a bit of gorilla tape and popping the fog light back in later, it was absolutely fine, passed its MOT, was able to put that behind me and thought, not going to have any reminders about that event. First one, as a deer pants for flowing streams. Oh, nah, Can't, could not believe it, could not believe it. Message Thomas about that yesterday, because I was just like, I was, going, I was out for a run, I thought, why is that still playing on my mind? Oh, as a deer, there we go. So anyway, this morning we're going to be getting into God's Word. We're going to be looking at Psalm 42. Um, so if you've got a Bible there, um, I'd love for you to turn in your Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, we have some up the back. Yes, we've got some. So if you don't have a Bible and you want to put your hand up and get one, you can. Um, I'm going to start off by reading from the ESV. So if it looks slightly different to yours, that might be why. But um, yeah, you can read along. 42, Psalm 42, verse 1. <coughs> And even before first one, so Psalm 42. To the choir master, a mascal of the sons of Korah. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God, with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you, from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning? Because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me. While they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Let's just uh, pray again before we look at this a bit more. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this living word. We thank you for the time of worship that we've had that have just prepared our, um, our hearts for accepting what you have to minister to us today, Father God. We pray for your Holy Spirit to just guide us through this passage, Lord God. And yeah, I know that anything that I've kind of prepared to say just pales into insignificance compared to, to your living word. And I pray that that would be the word, that you would be a God of hope in this place this morning. Amen. A fourth century writer, Athanasius, I think I've said that right, apologies if you're here in the crowd, um, 
What is it? Athanasius. Athanasius. Yes, there we go. Five points. Uh, wrote that the book of Psalms is unique in that while the rest of the Bible speaks to us, the Psalms speak for us. They show us how we can relate to God and how we can speak to God. I started before verse 1 where it says, to the choir master, a mascal of the sons of Korah. This psalm is a mascal which is often referred to as a, as a teaching psalm or a psalm for instruction. And what I want us to look at this morning is to think about what is this psalm trying to, trying to teach us? What is it trying to teach us? And the first thing that it's trying to teach us again comes from this introduction. This psalm is teaching us to build our playlist. This psalm is for the sons of Korah. That was one of the choirs that would have sung in the temple because that's what the psalms are designed for. They're designed to be sung. God wants us to be equipped to sing, to sing to him and to sing about him. I want you to think this morning, what is your playlist like? What does it sound like? What is your Spotify wrapped when you get to the end of the year? Because this psalm is teaching us that it is quite normal to have times when we feel distant from God. And those times are going to happen, but we need to be prepared for them. I've got another page in my notes that I'm desperately trying to find. It's not here. Yeah. Verse 8 says, By day the Lord directs his love, and at night his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. And a study of the Psalms that I read said that the book of Psalms can be viewed in five sections. I think this is quite a common um, organization of it. Section one, Psalms 1 to 41, tells about who God is. Section two, Psalms 42 to 72, is teaching us about singing when times are hard. Section three, 73 to 89, is about singing out how you really feel. Section four, Psalms 90 to 106, is about singing about God's plan. And section five, Psalms 107 to 150 are about singing your response to God. So section one of the Psalms, as I said, is about singing about who God is, while section two is about singing, which begins with Psalm 42, is about singing when times are hard. And it has to be in that order. We have to be equipping ourselves with who God is so that we are able to sing when times are tough. In that first section, we learn God is a rescuer. The Lord alone will keep you safe. He is my King and my God. He hears pleas. He answers prayers. He hears weeping. He is the Most High. His name is majestic. He reigns forever. He is a refuge, a protector. He is strong. He is the Good Shepherd. The earth is the Lord's. The Lord is my light and my salvation, my rock. It goes on and it goes on. And if you don't know that in your head, if you don't have that for your soul, then singing when it's hard is going to feel impossible. If you are not equipping yourself with and singing about who God is, then what will your response be when times are hard? And I've been challenged by this as I've looked at it more recently. I've been thinking, what does my 
soundtrack sound like? Got to be honest, it's easier when my kids aren't in the car and all they want to do is listen to Murray Firth Radio and my soundtrack is just, just sold my car to me by any car. I hear that again. <laughs> but I've been thinking, what does my soundtrack sound like? What does it sound like in those times when I'm alone in the car or when I get up in the morning just before I'm about to get into God's word at any time of day? Am I preparing myself? I definitely have mornings when I think this drive to work needs the worship playlist. In our family, we're not very imaginative at naming our playlists. We have worship, worship to Sunday worship. I don't know why. <laughs> worship isn't just restricted to a Sunday. And kids worship in amongst lots of other but yeah, the mornings when I'm more inclined to listen to these playlists are the days when I've either been preoccupied with something from the day before, or I'm not really looking forward to something that's going to happen that day, or I know that there is a potential for something really hard, really tricky to crop up in that day, or just to totally derail it. Mornings when I'm feeling overwhelmed or not quite sure where the energy or strength to get through the day is going to come from. I am cranking up that worship playlist because God wants us to sing. He wants us to sing to him, whether you're alone in the car, whether you're in the shower, when you're amongst other people. Because he doesn't just want us to sing on our own. We already know this. We've been doing it this morning. What a time of worship we had this morning. It was just it was incredible, and so many of the words that we sung this morning, just, I felt, as I was standing there, I was like, this says what I'm going to say almost better, <laughs> definitely better. But God wants us to sing together as his people, equipping ourselves together, praising him together. Verse 4 in the New Living Translation says, I walked among the crowds of worshipers leading a great procession to the, house of the, to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sounds of a great celebration. We're to have a collective playlist. If you are sitting here this morning thinking, I don't know what I should be listening to then, come and speak to people on the worship team. They will have, sorry Emma, they will have lots of suggestions for things that you could be listening to. Especially if there's been one this morning that you think, ah, oh, that is just ministered to where I am. Find out what it's called. Don't let it just be this morning that you sing it. Have it with you as you go into this new week. We're to have a collective playlist. Worship together, praise together, equip ourselves to go through highs and lows together in community with each other and in community with God. We need to get building that playlist. And oh, how the psalmist needs that now and is desperate for that now. Because this psalm, as I mentioned before, is teaching us that despair and hard times are a season or seasons we will go through. That's something that we have to be prepared for. But also that it is okay to be honest about that with God with each other, and 
to a watching world. How often, when you're asked, how are you getting on? Oh, fine. Fine. Yeah, fine. Thanks. You all right? Ah, oh, you're seeing it. If you're in Inverness, I'm saying, ah, oh, you're seeing it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> don't know. I, I say it myself, but I, I don't know what it means. How many times do we honestly answer that question of how are you? Maybe not always appropriate to go into lots of detail or to really fully pour out your, your soul at that moment. But even just a bit of honesty. Yeah, things are tough. Things are hard, especially amongst the church. Being honest. Actually, could you just remember me, remember to pray for this this week? Being honest with each other. Being honest with God. Being honest with yourself. It's okay to ask yourself, soul, why are you downcast? This psalm is telling us that it is okay to ask that. At no point in this psalm is he being rebuked for being honest. It's okay to ask God, why do you feel distant? Why have you forgotten me? The psalmists so often respond by pouring out their soul to God, being brutally honest about how they feel and the effect it's having. In verse 3, it says, My tears have been my food day and night. There's tears, crying. This description maybe doesn't need to be taken literally, but this idea of tears being food, crying so much that you can taste the tears, being so distraught that you can't eat anything else, no appetite. And it's day and night, no rest. It's in this psalm because it's an experience that we are expecting to go through, that we know we'll go through. Maybe you're going through something like that right now, and this psalm, I pray this morning, can bring you hope. Or verse 7, deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls, all your breakers and your waves have gone over me. This is in stark contrast to the flowing streams that the psalmist is thirsting for at the beginning of the psalm. Last summer, um, I went to the beach at Fintorn with my three boys. They all love playing um, at the beach, eh, and they love getting into the water and splashing about. Um, at the time, my youngest was about 15 months old. Um, and we'd managed to wrestle him into his swimming costume. Um, and he was happily enough just splashing around in the sea. Uh, every so often, a slightly bigger wave would come. Um, but he didn't really notice that, and so that was fine. I was keeping an eye on it. Don't think I'm just letting him play in the sea. His confidence was growing, and uh, eventually he was happy to kind of like let go of hands and kind of splash about, and that was fine. But just as he was getting his confidence up, a bigger wave came, just hit him, knocked him over. Knocked him off balance, sat him down. He was fine. Started laughing, but then as he tried to get back up, another wave just came, knocked him over again. And again, 
as he tried to stand another. By this point, don't worry, Becca, by this point, I thought, I'm going to have to lift him up. But knocked him over. Every time he tried to stand, and every time he tried to stand on his own, the waves just hit him and took him back over. And he wasn't finding it so funny anymore. And maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you can relate to that this morning. You've been hit by a wave, some event in your life, something that's happened this week, this month, this year, maybe even further back. It's caught you. It's knocked you off balance. Maybe you think you're recovering, and then wham, another wave, and another wave. Your balance is shot. You're unable to stand. You just feel like all the breakers and all the waves have gone over you, driving you under. Perhaps there are outside pressures weighing on you. The psalmist here sings about being taunted by other people, his enemies being oppressed by them, metaphorically wounded by them as they say, where is your God? He sings about being heartbroken. Verse 4 which I read part of earlier from the New Living Translation, actually starts by saying, my heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers leading a great procession to the house of God. A couple of years ago, we all had that experience. How many of us during COVID and lockdown yearned with hearts breaking to be able to meet together again and have this opportunity to worship in one place, pray together in one place, have community together, to not have to start sentences with things like, I'm so thankful for Zoom, but the general agreement about this psalm is that perhaps it was written by King David, at a time when circumstances prevented him from being able to return to the temple and the sanctuary within Jerusalem. That physical detachment from being able to go to where he would normally worship this inability to be with his people, worshiping God with them, is contributing hugely to his downcast soul. Maybe you have something, this morning even, that you felt meant that coming here was going to be difficult. Something that you felt was perhaps going to prevent you from being here, either physically, spiritually, mentally. I don't know what's making you despair this morning, and if you are downcast, or what's making your soul downcast, but God wants you to be honest, to lay it all on Him. He can take it. He can take you directing it at Him, telling Him what it is. He loves you. He wants you to take it to Him, to be honest with Him. A commentary I read said, faith says my rock when experience says forgotten. And everything depends on which voice is heeded. The theologian Martin Lloyd-Jones refers to, when he's referring to this psalm, refers to it as talking to ourselves instead of allowing ourselves to talk to us. Nice and clear is this idea of intentionally addressing ourselves, preaching to ourselves, challenging those thoughts that come into our heads subconsciously, 
that linger often for too long. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? He knows that God hasn't forgotten him, that he doesn't forget anyone, but this is how he feels. Again, I would say God wants us to be honest. If that's how it feels for the psalmist in the Bible, why wouldn't it feel like that for us sometimes? But we need to remember to challenge it as the psalmist does. We need to reframe our thoughts and remember that God is sovereign over all things. Be brutally honest about our pain, but ready to respond with hopefulness. Every time this psalm says, why are you so downcast, my soul? Or why am I so discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? It follows up with, I will put my hope in God. John Piper says here that he is fighting for hope. And even in that moment, he might not be praising, but he is wanting to praise. Tim Keller says we have to reorder our hopes. We have to remember that by Jesus' death on the cross, we have been justified and our past is forgiven. By the work of the Holy Spirit, we're being sanctified, made more Christ-like, and that by the Holy Spirit, we can change. That we have been adopted and know that we are children of God and He is a good Father. By the promised new resurrection and the promise of Jesus' kingdom returning, we do not have to fear death. Paul tells us in Romans that God works all things for good for those who love Him, those He has called according to His purpose. Jesus says He will never leave us or forsake us. Reorder your hopes. Tell yourself these truths every day. Sing them every day. There are so many more in the Bible for us to grab hold of. Believe in them and believe in Christ over crisis. And this psalm is teaching us what to long for. Psalm 42 begins by saying, as a deer pants for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. One summer, when um, I was still at university, I had come back up to Inverness for the summer um, to stay with my mum and dad and to work a bit and to earn a bit of extra money. And on my days off, hold on, On my days off, I liked to try and get out for a run. And um, there was a hill up the back of um, Tomatin that I decided I was going to go for, for a run up. Not everybody's idea of a good time, I appreciate, but there you go. Um, on this particular day in the summer, it was really sunny. It was like taps off weather if you're in a park in Glasgow, but I wasn't. Um, it was really sunny, like really warm for a pale Scottish person, it was like really difficult to handle. <laughs> but I decided I would go charging up this hill and back down again. But it was only once I'd returned to the car, I realized I'd forgotten my water bottle. And I was parched. I wasn't too far from my parents' house, really, but I was really thirsty. And I thought, there must be something in the car that will help me. 
Now, this is a car that actually belonged to um, my mum. It was a lean green, mean Vauxhall Astra that my younger brother also got the use of. And he had, I discovered, in the little door ducat, left half a bottle of Angel Cloud. Could there be anything better on a sunny day? Half a bottle of Iron Brew. Now, I had no idea how long it had been there for, but as I opened it, there was still that I thought, oh, yes, this is it. And I did, I went, oh, big gulp. It was only once I swallowed that first gulp, I thought, something is not right here. <laughs> I had another little sip. And very soon I realized what was wrong as I took the bottle away from my mouth and looked at it and saw the discarded piece of chewing gum that my younger brother had dropped into that bottle. Why to this day, I do not know, but he had. Who does that? I don't know, sorry. That's a little aside. Who does that? I had been longing for something to satisfy my thirst, and I thought I had found it. I thought I had found it. I thought I had what I needed. Back then, I didn't know what I needed was a good illustration, but here we are. But what I found was not what I needed at all. And there are lots of different things, particularly when we are in a time of need or despair or desperation, that we think will satisfy that longing or help us feel better. Some of them we know are just wrong. But some will seem entirely reasonable but still miss the mark. The psalmist is very specific. As a deer pants for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. It's God. It's relationship with him to be in his presence. What does he want? He wants God because of who God is, not because of what God will do in that situation. He doesn't say he longs to be just happier. He doesn't say he longs for peace with the situation. He doesn't even say, as a deer pants for streams of water, so I long that you would just take me out of this situation, remove me from it completely. That comes after. That comes later on in the psalm. No, his first thirst is just for God. Everything else will come from that. This psalm finishes with the psalmist singing, I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. And what an opportunity we have to respond to that this morning with communion. To remember the sacrifice made by Jesus on the cross for us. That God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have eternal life. His body broken for us, his blood shed to wash our sins away. A present faith that means we have nothing to fear from the past and nothing in the future that could separate us from God, our rock. As seasons change, as 
Times in our life change, our events change. God does not change. His goodness does not falter or change. Those words that we sung this morning, your goodness is running after. He wants to pursue us in those moments of despair, in those moments when we ask our soul, why are you downcast? Respond with hope. Let's pray. Father God, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for you, God, for the living God. Father God, lead us to those streams of of living water. Quench that thirst, Lord God. God, help us to be honest. When we ask ourselves, why are you downcast, O soul? Help us to bring that to you. Help us to hope in you. Let us not just go away from here today having heard your word, having sung some songs together, having met together and chatted over coffee, Lord God. Let this be a morning where we start to build our playlist together and individually. Put a song in our hearts that we can take into this new week. Lord God, I pray that you would just pour your spirit down now on those people that it's all too easy to answer, why are you downcast, Lord? Pray that you would just be sending your Holy Spirit down now, drawing them close to you. Let them not feel like they have to say, why have you forgotten me? afresh each day with your spirit Lord God when we have those moments those unguarded moments at, at night as we're lying in bed or in the morning when we get up those subconscious thoughts that remind us of the the stresses and strains remind us of the depths of our despair help us to be preaching to ourselves your truth of who you are and of what you've done for us and for what you've done for us through your son, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.